Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the Mission Podcast. Dan, 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 Hong, 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 Dan, Hong, Dan, Dan, Hong, Dan, Dan, Hong, Dan Hong, Dan, Dan Hong. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Mitchin. It's a Sydney food podcast coming out of Mitch Orr's kitchen, his kitchen table. My name's Andrew Levins. My co-hosts of the Mitchin, Mitchell Orr and Mike Eggett, can be found at Acme or Tim Williams Street in the kitchen. Me, myself, don't cook. Enjoy it that way. Thank you very much. Uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking about uh, all kinds of crazy shit, but the fucking big news, guys. We finally did it. We threw that money down. They were asking the big, big bucks. And, uh, you know, we've been, we've been talking about it ever since we started. It's episode 25 of the Mitchin. We had to do something big. We had to, we've been saving up every single Mitchin. We put a thousand bucks into, into an account. We finally got $25,000. <laughs> and as, you, as everyone knows, $25,000 gets you Dan Hong. Gets you 25 minutes of Dan Hong. <laughs> you! <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, the golden child himself uh, can be found uh, in, uh, in Mr. Wong or Ms. G's, two of uh, Sydney's most well-regarded institutions. Um, and we, we got him, guys. We got him. It's big news, big news. Yeah, it's huge news. Mitch, um, you've been silent. Are you stoked or what? I'm over it already. <laughs> over it? Well, we, we got this far and it's like, now I don't even know what to talk about. Yeah. So Mitch was going to open another bar with that money. And we said, no, dude, <laughs> let's oh, get hungry. Hungry's more important. <laughs> and then because we had no money left, we just dragged some other hobo <laughs> off the street. <laughs> <laughs> Our other guest today is uh, uh, rejoining us again, um, a good friend of ours, Darren Robertson from Three Blue Ducks. Uh, we've got three dads on the podcast today. You said no baby Great, talk. Can't no baby talk. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, shout out to Archie's. Yeah, we've got, we, uh, I've got an Archie, and Darren has an Archie. Um, what do you got, Hongy? The, the people want to know. I'm going to know, Ma. <laughs> Um, but when we last spoke to Darren, he'd been uh, traveling like crazy. But since then, you've had a, you've had a baby, so you have not been traveling at all, right? I've been doing uh, nothing but standing in a dark room for the last ten weeks, just going shh 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 shh, and uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be thrilling chat today. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I've been doing bits and bits and pieces, mainly Byron based. Yeah, um, but uh, we're uh, we're heading down 
to Port Lincoln this weekend. The Olsen Salt Girls invited myself and Marky. So we're going to go, uh, it sounds terrible, but diving for lobsters, abalone. How is Marky, by the way? He's like, didn't he just, I just... So he just had a bike accident. Yeah, yeah. I just saw that on. But he's just, he's just the crash test dummy. He Who's Marky? So Mark's, Mark LeBroy is my business partner. Oh, yeah. So sure, he's, he's the other cook. You should see the pictures on Instagram. He's like, the whole side of his body is like... Yeah, so he, he races bikes. Like, he, he can ride bikes. Like, he races bikes. Um, but he drove over, over a pothole in Byron and just caned himself. He's wearing boardies and a t-shirt. So he actually, to be honest... It was quite nice because he, he posted photographs of himself up, you know, in emergency, just saying that don't be a dick like me, and this, this, you know, this is what happens to you. But he's he's cool. He's been he's been training because he's going heli heli snowboarding next month, so he's actually he's, his fitness level is amazing. So he's actually recovered perfectly. So whilst I'll be schlepping around doing Taste of Sydney and weddings and all that sort of stuff, he'll be bloody jumping out of a helicopter. Was was he carrying ID when he was riding his bike though? Uh, that's a Sydney oh, that's joke. A that's a Sydney <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Mate, we're in the Byron bubble. No one carries ID. You know, it's, it's, it's another world up there. So we've got about look I'm, between one hundred and four thousand questions we need to ask you, Hongi. The people, the yeah, people, right. we've got we've got some questions we need answered. What you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> Why is your Instagram so fucking shit? <laughs> Wait, I wanted to get people. I thought people were interested in the fact that I was hold waiting up. 40 minutes at the RTA. <laughs> Keep it real. Yeah, but the funniest thing is, right, as part of the brilliant March into Maryvale uh, three-month festival that Maryvale runs, Hongi just did a Instagram class or some shit for uh, reason. No. <laughs> that, that's the funny thing. No, that's the funny thing because they're like, oh, so how do you get so many followers? Like, why, are you, why do you think you're you so popular? I was like, I don't fucking even know. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the thing. And then so the other chefs a, ask you that? No, like just, just people, people that came to the class. But then there was yeah. an article in uh, the Telegraph or some oh, shit. It was yesterday, yeah. And Lizzie Merriman was talking talk to Fass and Hongi and some, I don't know, some other idiots. And then was at the end of the article. Andy Bowdy, an idiot. <laughs> I'm calling all of you idiots. And then at the end of the article, it was like tips for being a good Instagrammer: don't post too often, don't post baby photos, don't post. This. That's, that's exactly what and I it's do. Everything <laughs> fucking Hongi does. Everything. <laughs> the Hongi hit list. It is yeah, hard man. not to post photos of your baby. Like, I remember, like, because I used to read. Obviously, you, you, you guys are the worst. <laughs> and I was like, I, I am definitely not going to be that guy that goes from just posting shit shots of food to baby shots. And it's just like, I have to stop myself every day. You know? Why? I, love this oh, I, I just think people get, I think mean, they love to be involved first. When you come out, they're like, yeah, great. Congratulations. They get out of the way. And really, people don't give a shit about other people's kids. I, I, honestly, I honestly believe that. Unless they're like your close friends, they don't really care. Listen up, Livs. <laughs> I'm I, talking I, from experience. Seriously, yeah. we, don't, we don't give a fuck. They're our children. If you don't yeah, like yeah. it, don't no, fucking I'm, follow us. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I've never ever seen Mikey more upset than every time he sees Archie and Archie refuses to even acknowledge yeah, his existence. <laughs> you care, bro. You I really do care. Care. <laughs> care in person. Hurts. Hurts, Archie. So, Hong, you've been doing the March into Maryvale uh, thing. Obviously, you've been doing things besides talking about Instagram. Um, yeah. What are some of the big events that you're involved in at the moment? Uh, well, I've already done a... F- um like three or a uh, couple of events already. Like two weeks ago, we did um, that sneaker dinner, which great. was at Miss G's, which was awesome. Like, I don't think no one's ever done that sort of like a sneaker, you know, do a dinner like dishes inspired by certain sneakers. Yeah, I wonder why. Was, yeah, yeah, I know. I wonder why too. Well, isn't there a restaurant <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, themed I, butter? Yeah, didn't just someone butter just open a restaurant? Well, that's got nothing to do idea. with sneakers. I mean, oh, they sell right. sneakers, but they 
Oh, they don't do a like fried chicken based on an Air Max 87. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if anyone that follows you knows that your passions in life are food, your kids, and sneakers. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. all. Uh, yeah, well, and, oh, and, and emoticons. And gym, gym selfies. And gym, gym selfies. selfies and, and, and hashtag and, gains. And bad and memes. And every now and then UFC, yeah. And rah-rah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. I, I, uh, before we move on, I want to know, uh, can we, are, we, are you going to skip past the sneaker and food thing? No, no, but I'm going to ask straight about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, tell us about about like the sneaker dishes. I mean, uh, well, you, how many, how many? Air Max 86. Like, well, I, I actually did a fried chicken based on an Air Max 87, but it was based on a certain colorway, which was the curry. You know, the curry, which mm-hmm. was released mm-hmm. like 2003 or something. And um, so I did sort of like a curry fried chicken. Um, I did like a, a dish based on a multicolor fly knit. Which was um, a like a, a a salad with lots of different colors and everything was cut julienne, so it looks like so the flying threads salad. and stuff. Jellyfish salad, yeah. I love that salad. on every I menu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, I did like a, a Yeezy inspired toothfish dish that had like it created the patterns that were on like the sneakers and um, not all dishes were inspired by the colorways. I had uh, some snacks which were inspired by New Balance, which was sort of like the thing about New Balance is the quality of the sneaker and most of them are made in USA or the UK so I did some UK and USA inspired snacks stuff like that yeah, yeah. awesome um, what do sneakers taste like? <laughs> they're delicious <laughs> lemons have you ever actually b- bitten into a sneaker? <laughs> no but I do love the smell of fresh sneakers <laughs> yeah? Uh, yeah 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 for sure um, yeah, what was the sure. black dish you did I saw there was like was it three Harash, layers of black Harash, yeah it was a yeah, it was inspired by because there's a trend right now in sneakers, triple black or triple white sneakers where the whole sneaker is white or the whole sneaker is black right. from the sole to the tongue to the laces. So I decided to do a triple black dessert where it was, um, it was actually like a um, passion fruit curd with like a black soil and a coconut sorbet and, and other things. But I dyed everything black with squid ink. <laughs> so it made everyone's mouths go black. Very good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I did a party um, for like a vodka brand a while ago when they were launching like an absolute blue or something like this. Have I told this story before? Um, and they were like, um, we want everything to be blue. And I jokingly said, well, I could just dye everything blue with food coloring. And they were like, like joke, I was like joking. And they were like, oh, great. Could you? So <laughs> I did. And then the next day when they all came, it was all like, everything looked so stupid. Like blue mayonnaise and blue mustard. And like, it was just it was blue salsa. It was just so stupid. And they were like, yeah, it's perfect. Um, and then the next day they all came to pack out. And um, I heard one of them say, hey, um, uh, are your shits blue today? <laughs> and I made I made an entire PR, PR firm shit blue for for a good That's few days. <laughs> um, and what are the other um, Martin and Maribel events you're involved in? Um, I'm doing well. Yeah, did that about. Instagram thing. Um, I did that burger competition. Um, but you didn't win that. I didn't win. Which so was who won that? A pat one. You don't pat have a very good record okay. in burger competitions, well, do you? We could talk about that. We've talked about it on the mission before. I, 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 look, I didn't want to win because the winner has to put their burger on at all the pubs. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, I don't want that responsibility. Oh, so is all the Maryvale chefs competing to have the best burger, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, like, most of the head chefs that competed to do it. Um, yeah. And then uh, tonight we've got Walk On, which you're going to be there. I'm DJing. That's a, that's a really awesome event um, with all the Asian restaurants and... You know, rap, music, so that's pretty cool. And then on uh, at Est on Thursday, I've got this really grand sort of fine dining thing 
with all the Hatted chefs of Maryvale. So that Strady was prepping for. Yeah, too. so that's pretty cool because I get to do something outside of my sort of what I usually do at Miss G's and Mr. Wong. So I get to use caviar, I get to use marin, I get to use fucking abalone, like really expensive shit. So you don't just get to eat it on Sunday like normal? Now yeah, you get to yeah, serve yeah, it to yeah. other people? Yeah, yeah, totally. Let's talk about Burger Wars for a moment because um, we've talked about this story on the mission in the past. Oh, mate, yes. This is um, when um, Miffy, Rigby and Pat Nurse um, organised a massive burger event. Um, oh, and, 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 no, it was and, a timeout event. It was a timeout event, sorry. Yeah. With Miffy Rigby from timeout organised this massive uh, burger event yeah. and um, Pat Nurse from Gourmet Traveller was a judge um, and Terry. Jerry, Terry and Jill were judges um, and a few other people as well. And, and Franz Schurer was one of the judges and Anthony... But it's, it started out as like a quite a... Um, I mean, uh, It started mi- out as a Twitter war between me and Neil, basically. Yeah. About burgers. So Neil Perry, had obviously the Rockpool Burger, one of the more, more famous burgers in, uh, yeah. in Sydney. Um, and you put a cheeseburger on the menu at Lotus, which was a steamed bun, like classic American-style mm. cheeseburger, which, you know, even though it's quite easy to find in Sydney now... Sometimes it's not very good, but it's still pretty easy to find. Hongi was the first. Hongi was the first to really push for like you know like a really soft cheeseburger, and I like I, that, that for me that was like a revelation eating that. Like it was hilarious. You know there was a massive group of us that would just go to Lotus. It's just funny to eat how there was such a gap. Even I mean this was like about eight years ago, but I was surprised like no one was doing American style cheeseburgers eight years ago because every time we go to America yeah. we eat these burgers yeah. all the time. Mm. But it's only when I just sort of... Last time when I went for research for Ms. G's when I was like, wait a minute, why isn't anyone fucking doing this shit here? <laughs> but now everyone does. So. Yeah, but obviously Miffy uh, was a massive fan of your burger. And, but unfortunately, uh, Terry and Jill, not fans of your burger then. And uh, Neil's ended up taking the crown. Um, but in an article that he put out last year, Terry and talked about the most influential dishes in Sydney's history and put your cheeseburger in there. Yeah, it was Terry, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Um, well, you know, you lost to Thanks, a wrestle on the night, didn't you? I well, what did I come? I came like last, second last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, <laughs> yeah. I've lo- I probably lost to three wrestles. <laughs> 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 and what makes a wrestle not a like? What makes it a wrestle not a patty? In well, your opinion, the, the fact that they season their patty, you know, like put they put se- seasoning through onion. it. They add breadcrumbs. They add onion. They add Worcestershire sauce. They probably add ketchup. <laughs> they probably add fucking every condiment in the pantry. That's, That's a meatloaf. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, that that burger, the Hong burger, that that changed that changed the scene, didn't it? I remember. I remember. Sat in Lotus with the loads of chefs. More, I remember Morgie smashing through about six or seven of the things. <laughs> and it just, oh, that's it was, right. Didn't you do like a competition? What was the record? So yeah. was the record was like seven. Yeah. Yeah. Morgie, Morgie yacked after like five. Yeah. <laughs> 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 On the sly. <laughs> but yeah, it's surprising that it took that long for that to happen. Oh, now it's absolutely and, and now the norm, like man. You can't move yeah. for that sort of style of burger. Now I feel like I want to go back to like the corner shop Aussie burger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Because yeah. so many people are doing the American kiwi, burgers. Kiwi fish, kiwi fish, uh, kiwi fish and chips down in Botany. They're the best. Mm. Best Aussie burger. Yeah, I right. always go to my local takeaway yeah. out in Team Gabby when I go. But the beef's always so crap. Burger. But that's kind of part of it, isn't Yo, it? Kiwi fish and chips is sick. Okay. They're really yeah. good. And also out of the blue. Out of the blue. Clavelli. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, I love those. They're a bit French. But I always get the merguez burger. Yeah. You would. Fuck <laughs> um, uh, it's funny you can actually you can now you can get your cheeseburger still on the menu at the fish shop which used to be Lotus but um, I actually really really rate Strody's fish burger I would yeah, say that's dope. one of the best burgers yeah, in Sydney yeah, as well yeah for sure so would it get a good fish burger yeah. isn't it fish, when you get fish bacon one, so jalapenos good. so yeah, good and kimchi kimchi yeah. barramundi as well right yeah he uses uh, barra yeah real yeah, good it's burger gro- it's dope sorry um, so you mentioned a food competition a burger competition 
Um, if you guys want to interrupt any of my honky stories, are, we, honky stories. are we just going to fucking big up Maryvale this whole <laughs> no. thing? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. They have a fucking like whole yeah. PR department. We don't need to ride their dicks anymore. <laughs> There's nothing to do with Maryvale. Can we go back to your list of jokes on honky and just <laughs> go back to reading that I have a question before we do any more Maryvale love. Yeah. So much not Maryvale. Much of the Maryvale happens yeah. every year. Yeah. And every year you guys get dressed up in silly little weird. Yeah. What was your one this year? Prawn crackers. He's it was prawn crackers and my... My face, my fucking ugly mug is all the way up Martin Place on huge flags, yeah. actually. <laughs> I, haven't, I don't go in the city much. Well, I want to know what your favorite one's been since you joined Maryvale. All the weird costumes the you've been in. Well, the naked one goes down in history, man. Like, <laughs> we were naked. Yeah. Um, that was the first year. Which Maryvale, Maryvale chef has the biggest balls? <laughs> don't worry about the dick size, just the ball size. Oh, mate. I don't know. Just give Jowski the <laughs> Pete title. Pete Doyle, mate. <laughs> Jowski's got enormous ones. <laughs> Um, what about so the one the naked one's your favourite no, I love was it. not my favourite <laughs> <laughs> what's your favourite though what's your favourite um, one the burger headphones was cool yeah that was pretty cool I liked that one I liked the one where um, I, my face had said no rules or something and then but you I know I'm, the superhero I'm, one was I'm so, yeah that was good I had that to wear tights that was really that was really cool but I mean I'm used to you know doing these things I mean after being naked the first year there's nothing <laughs> I can't do you know <laughs> Really? Do you have to sign... Is it part of your contract signing that it's like, there's a clause, do stupid shit you don't want to do for much in a Maryvale promotions? <laughs> you have to fucking wave away all your rights and just do what you're told? There should be. I don't work with animals. <laughs> Next year, you should nominate what another chef gets to do. So you should get Jordan and make him do something really weird. Oh, man. I mean, I, wanna s- I mean, yeah. the thing is, Greeno wasn't a part of this year's one. Yeah, oh, that's what we were all waiting for, dude. Bullshit. Everyone was waiting for Greeno needs to be naked next year. <laughs> on a bike you know he likes riding no seat just yeah. <laughs> naked too far <laughs> too far Mike um, so I was going to talk about um, hot sauce because uh, you, you mentioned an eating competition earlier and it reminded me of a really great hongi story which is um, you imported um, the hottest hot sauce in the world yeah it was one of I mean it was 5 million Scoville units um, you it's bought it off eBay, hectic. didn't you? Yeah I, bought, yeah. yeah, I bought it off eBay. And it had like a fucking gun on the on the package. Yeah, or a bullet you have or one drop skull. and mm. you can't do anything for like an hour. That was so the El Loco you, you, you brought it to Halfway Crooks, my party, and it was towards the end of the night and you brought it out and you're like, hey, Levins, try this. So I put some on <laughs> my finger and I tried it. And I was like, oh my God, okay, I know all I need to do is just keep my mouth open for half an hour and I'll be fine. And then I wiped my eyes, which were watering, <laughs> and it was on my finger and I was just in immense pain. My whole face was like sweaty and swol- swollen up. But then you ended up using that hot sauce in a, in a taco eating competition. Yeah. And um, <laughs> didn't you have like staff that had to go home because they were so ruined? Um, well... It was good because like people couldn't eat too many. Like the the people that won the competition only had like five tacos because <laughs> they were so hot. But um, food cost down. <laughs> you know, I you know as a joke, I was like, "Do you want to try them to the staff?" And they, I'd put like one drop on their finger and they'd have it, and they'd be like having stomach aches, like curling curling over. It was pretty hectic. I regret doing it actually because it's actually really pretty dangerous. serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I did the same. You, you lent me the food bottle because we had a yeah. wing eating competition at, at uh, the dip, yeah. and I put it all over a bowl of wings. And um, <clears throat> like, so first I, I sent a massive thing of wings out, and uh, they just had like you know regular hot sauce, some cayenne pepper, 
um, they were pretty hot but not crazy. So everyone was just like chewing through them like they were nothing. And then I sent a second batch out that were covered in this hot sauce. <laughs> and like people were just like, oh my God, oh my God. And like there was like this last, and I was like, uh, guys, I'm going to add five more minutes to the clock. And it wasn't like no one was happy about that. It was like, <laughs> fuck. Like, um, so people ate in the first 10 minutes, they ate like, 20 wings and then the last five minutes they ate like three (laughs) so punishing and then we ended up like um everyone like who i ended up bringing out like massive like jugs of cream and people were just like sculling cream to cool (laughs) to cool their mouths down and then um we ended up finding like like two hours after the competition um one of the contestants or i think it was like like all their friends went to actually try the wings after the competition had ended and anyway we found a guy like keeled over Hiding in the corner, like half asleep, trying to like, like I don't know, like mend himself. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I, we should have made people sign some waivers. And we're yeah. very lucky that worse things didn't happen. Hot sauce. Oh, Daz, you got any hot sauce stories? No. Daz loves chili. Daz is a chili fiend now. He can have all of like a one, half of a long red chili on a curry these days. After his Indonesia trip, he's a chili fiend. No, he does. No, it's beef on hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Still can't eat a chat thai. <laughs> we covered that last time. Yeah. It never gets boring. I thought I cleared my name last time. <laughs> you are the worst chili eater. Um, so, Mitch, you had some news this week. Um, Acme, the Acme crew is opening a new bar. Yes, we are. What's called the Brosy Bar? <laughs> yeah, Brosy Bar. Bar Brose. Tell us about it. There's nothing to tell. That When's is. it open, mate? Who, who, are you, who are you stuff? Let's just do that. Come, who knows? Who knows, mate? You know what builders are like that. You can't fucking. Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna be like the only reason we put it out this week is because Morgie's been running around telling all the press about it, and when he's you know classic Morgie having Morgan a chat, but, McLaren. Being, yeah, <laughs> being best mates with everybody. Oh, have you heard about this? Have you heard about what he's doing over here? You know, and then denies all knowledge of it. But uh, so we started to get a few phone calls this week. So. You know, we told Pat, we told Pat Nurse at um, Gourmet yeah. Traveller about you know what we're sort of doing, but um, we're not. It's way off then. It's it's close, but we're not the kind of people that go. It's going to be open on this date, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the builders going three months down the track. You're still not fucking open, you know. So yeah. we're not about announcing something six months out. You know, we'd rather open and then announce it. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be a wine bar. It's in the old passage site. It's going to be. Nothing like the the passage is dead. Forget about it. it. Has no recollection. Nothing to do with what the passage was, aside from the fact that Ed and Andy are partners in the business, as Acme is, and Annalise Gregory is a partner in the bar as well. And she's going to be doing the food, and it's going to be natural wine, and it's going to be fun times. Awesome. And that's it. So we normally do a segment on the Mitchin called Shit Chefs Tweet, which is a really hard to put together segment because chefs don't really tweet. No one really tweets anymore oh, yeah. in the food industry. Hongi, you've featured quite heavily in chef, shit, Shit Chefs Tweet in the past. Well, uh, I just... Are you talking about recently? No, no. I, I, oh, I dig right, yeah. deep because you, you, you have some because fantastic All I tweet stuff. now, I just retweet people like going, I had the best meal at Mizzies. I just retweet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but um, the person at the table that said the dumbest thing this week was not Hongi. In fact, oh, oh. it comes from the Gourmet Traveller article about Bra Brosie. <laughs> um, and the name, given that re- the restaurant won't be particularly rosé-focused and will pre- be predominantly staffed front and back of house by women, Bar Brosie, I mean, I'm just going to call it for that for the rest of my life, <laughs> seems a little misleading. Maybe it's only temporary. I only put hoes before bros, says Mitchell. <laughs> 
you really say that, dog? <laughs> yeah, it's very out of context, though, from the conversation that Pat and I had. And, of course, he used it. But uh, the name is not temporary, and it's got nothing to do with bros or rosé, but it's more a reflection of... Uh, the same as acne is a reflection of the four of us. It's more a reflection of us continuing to do things the way we like to do them. Yeah, and it's all and about your, your new about partner. the family, and AG is one of the bros too. And, you know, it's not a boys' club. It's not any of that shit. Like, we have a massive uh, female staff, and all the, like, all, all the people of responsibility at the new place are basically female as well. So, yeah, it's just... The same as Acme, it started off as a joke and the more we say it, the more we laugh at it and the more we like it and that's why it is what it is. So, I think it's important to clear that up too because yeah. there is that... You know, do, you know, do you know the American culture, the brosé culture, or the, the frat boys that go out, smash brosé? It's like rule. rule. <laughs> yeah, but that, it's like a that, big piss take as well, right? No. Nah, but they make nah, fun nah, of it, like, yeah? I'm just saying, don't... So, like, make no, sure no, it's no, very no. clear that there's no, no association with that because they're yeah. like... That's they're the they're fuck with kind yeah. of yeah, but we're not American frat boys, so I don't think we have to fucking worry about that to start with. Yeah, and plus it's all about the the new the new people, your new business partners: Barbara, Roland, Olivia, Sally, Imogen, and <laughs> <laughs> and Edward. <laughs> Where do you, uh, it's not. There's no Imogen because there's no I in it except for when yeah, you Brosie. say it. <laughs> <Fucking idiot. laughs> Barry Angus. <laughs> Um, Daz, um, how, how, how's Byron life going? No one cares, Daz, thanks. <laughs> oh, all right, moving on. <laughs> uh, Byron's been hectic. Like, it, we, t- we turn a year in Easter, uh, yeah, uh, my first year in Easter. Um, it's still, still cranking. Um, we've had, yeah, we've had a few issues with, with council and stuff. I think we've been, um, probably, we've, we've, we've applied to extend our DA. Um, so we've had to, um, in the meantime, we've had to cut back on a few seats and stuff like that. Um, yeah, the whole thing, like it's it's such a big, ambitious project. To be honest, last like most of the year has just been dealing with with stuff, with just politics and you know a lot of good stuff and a lot of really difficult issues. So it's that like, st- it's still standing. It's still you know it's been very well received. The locals are coming back. We've had some great write-ups I think you know Byron's had some great write-ups globally like that's really, it's really exciting and there is some I know you guys think it's you know stuck in the sort of 70s and it isn't as ex- exciting as say Sydney and Melbourne but there's some there's some great stuff happening um, so yeah we've got the, you know the team's rock solid we're actually looking at opening probably coming back to Sydney and opening another joint in Sydney like I, I really do miss like uh, Byron's amazing and that, that's certainly very much home but I, I miss the cities like I love Sydney I love Melbourne um and, and you know going between Bronte and Byron is cool but I, I still want to sort of grow the collaboration and open something something else in Sydney so that's we're kind of working on that at the moment so we're, we're close to signing a place yeah so you, you obviously you've got the three blue ducks in Byron and the one in Sydney still yeah um, Hongi you, at the moment you've got Ms. G's and Mr. Wong at one point you also had um, El Loco in the mix as well how do you divvy yourselves up among different venues that you are head chef at well, for, I mean, for us, there's well, there's five business partners at the moment, mm-hmm. and two of us are chefs, and so yeah, we just we go between each place. And uh, to be honest, and I, I'm not going to pretend to anyone that I'm bloody in the kitchen 24/7. Like we've got Sam Orlo runs our restaurant, you know, in Byron when when we're not there, and we've got Laura McKenna runs uh, Bronte, and we just you know, we'll, we'll, Mark Mark was there last week. I'm in town for a couple of days this week. Um, yeah, but it's just growing and nurturing and training the staff. So, yeah, it's um, all about staff. Sorry? It's 
It's all about staff, and, and that's it. Yeah, and I think as long as that's as long as, as long as you're sort of transparent about that, like, thankfully, it isn't called Mark LeBroy's or Darren Robertson's. So there's no expectation that sure. we have to be there. And that was one of the things that Tets used to say to me. It's like one of the biggest mistakes I made was calling my re- restaurant after my, myself, which is quite an old-fashioned notion, where it is restaurant Gordon Ramsay or restaurant Tetsuya's or. And there is that expectations where people come in, they want to see the chef, they want the selfie and, and all that sort of shit. But if it's just called something else, you know, Mr. Wong, Miss G's or, you know, Pinbone or whatever. And I think it's just, you can, you can distance, your, like it's not just about one, you know, demigod that's behind the stoves and, you know, what he says is the, you know, right way. So, so that, that's kind of cool. So because it's, it's the ducks, you know, I don't have to be there all the time. You need to not be there all the time. Like, well, I think the business can't run without you being there. It's yeah, never going to be successful. Yeah, no, you're right. That's true. I mean, my whole my whole uh, priority this year is making sure the business is run without me and even without Brendan, like training all my other sous chefs up. But, I mean, I've had this sort of, not an epiphany, but I had a realization uh, near the end of last year where I had, we have meetings with all my sous chefs at Mr. Wong and Ms. G's and... I said, look, give me some feedback on what I need to improve, what you want to see from me. And they just said, look, you're not here enough. You're not here at work enough. You're doing too many things outside of work, like gigs outside. Um, the chefs, you know, they don't, you know, don't the, know reason you. They, the reason they decided to work at Miss Wong and Miss G's is because they want to work for Dan Hong. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I just realized that myself last year. So this year I've sort of turned down a lot of sort of things outside of work and um, I'm concentrating on, you know, training the guys, mentoring the guys, making sure um, my sous chefs, you know, I'm driving performance from my sous chefs to sort of drive the broader team and so on. So I think there's definitely a balance, yeah. though. And we we did like, last year. We said no to everything. Yeah, we turn at every event, and but I think they kind of they really allow you to grow and you become inspired. And so now it's it's you know it is a, it's a you, you have to be there and be hands on and, and yeah the guys want to see you and you know. They yeah they they sign up to yeah to work with Dan Hong and stuff but I think it really it develops you as a chef when you go you can go and do these events and go down go fishing and you know foraging or, or whatever. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365 day returns. And don't go and do your collaborations. You do, and I think, yeah. But I think when you first start out, you're so excited about even being invited to anything, yeah, you just yeah. say yes to everything. You're like, yeah, of course. Do what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, but, you know, yeah, you sign up and it's, and it's very distracting. Yeah, it's think, very distracting. Yeah. So, I think, but I think we all have a profile now where we can sort of turn down a few things yeah. now and just sort of, you know, realize that uh, at the end of the day, we are still chefs. And, yeah. And how have you found this new evolution in your sort of career where you're not like training apprentices now but you're you're harnessing skilled chefs like sous chefs and really bringing them through because you've had really good success with like pat friesen and paul and all those kind of guys already and now it's another it's another way for you like is that just yeah, your just, focus i'm just now? yeah I'm j- that is my focus like the next generation look i'm so fortunate to have really awesome guys come through me like you know pat paul jow victor and stuff and i just want to with the with the sous chefs that I have that, that I've recently sort of promoted, I want them to be like those guys, mm-hmm. and that's sort of my whole priority. Really grooming them, really you know mentoring those, showing them how to lead, showing them how to run a kitchen, and um, yeah. And as places grow, like for instance, like Mr. Wong's, and you've got uh, someone like Brendan who's like already running the place for you, and then you bring through a, a nurture a, a team of young sous. How will the creative side? like flow on will you sort of step back a little bit and Brendan and the new generation will yeah, bring it through and you just oversee it that's what I've been doing lately um, the past three months I've been every we have a kitchen meeting probably every two weeks with all the sous chefs and the head chef and you know every now and then when I feel like there's a menu change I give them sort of like this template of give me one idea for a poultry dish one idea for a cold entree one idea for a sashimi dish and then they give me all they, those ideas we all discuss it at a table I decide whether the dish is worth them testing it out and letting me try and then we work on that point on it might make the menu it might not but it's really good to get them involved it's a cool yeah. way to get your staff to come up with ideas yeah. give them parameters and restrictions and constraints yeah. Otherwise, you say like just a blank piece of paper. Say, okay, come up with something. It's too it's much. Like, Fuck, where do I start? Give, <laughs> give them like yeah. a potato or you know a leek and say, okay, we, we, what do you got? It's like okay, cool. That, that, that's something. That's and that's, that's the hard part too. Like, it's all well and good to learn techniques and train and stuff, but the creativity, it's re- like it's really hard. To, I never got taught how to be creative in a way. Mm. You know what I mean? It wasn't until I sort of got to experience. Like we had Duke and we were doing shit. Yeah. on our own and just like playing with stuff that's when it sort of started you know you I never re- yeah. get taught that's the really reason why we are here today I mean that's the difference between a good chef and a you know a great chef is through creativity I mean everyone technically they can cook if you can cook that's great but it would only get you so far yeah yeah like there's a really there's an amazing uh, um, talk. It's it's John Cleese. Uh, it's on YouTube, and he's just talking about the study of creativity and, and what it is. It and it's it's just it's about allowing your brain to to play with an idea, and that's yeah. that's kind of what we do. And it's just yeah. it's creating that like kind of safe environment, yeah. And just and not just finding the first answer. It's like the you know the obvious obvious co- combina- food combination, yeah, or obvious yeah, yeah. choice, like yeah. you know. Chicken and you mushroom, whatever gotta, it is. You've got to steer away just, from that almost. Yeah, and I, and I think that's... I absolutely agree. That's what makes the difference between a, a, chef, a good chef that's got all those fundamentals, all the techniques and experience and work ethic, and someone that's coming out with really interesting ideas that are kind of challenging and interesting and relevant. 
yeah and it's, it's just it is about that creativity that's creativity. the end of the road like you all go through the training the same way and then you get to that last part and then yeah. a few break off one way and the rest kind of because yeah. a lot of people come through their training and they, if they've done that classic French they come out the other end and they just yeah. do classic French yeah yeah because when in your training you don't question anything you just no. do you yeah. do what you were taught yeah and then near the end, at the end, you, you have to question everything. Yeah, you, know? you have to go and relearn it all. Yeah. I think it's a Dan Hunter that says for the first three years, you just say yes. Yeah. And then after three years, you start saying why. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Although like, sometimes, you know? although you have to, the, the guys now, because they're so used to hearing certainly us lot say, like, question everything, change everything, you know, experiment. Then they're like, you know, you're trying to teach your apprentice to sort of fill it a fish. And they're like, oh, yeah, but what about this? It's like, no, 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 just yeah, yeah. fucking finish, fill it <laughs> the thing properly first. <laughs> and then you can like do, shred it or do whatever you yeah. want. And, turn it to, and, and I think people are just losing respect for those basic fundamentals in cooking, you know, making the perfect stock or, you know, the stuff that we had to go through. And we'd yeah. never, we wouldn't think twice to question it. And there was no social media. And there was, it was just like, it was a very kind of, it was it was it was a, it was a simpler. You can't get to creativity experience. without knowing all the base. Yeah. Oh yeah. Knowing sure. how and you know that's you yeah. have yeah. to have the basics down. And also with the new technology and the new research and the new access to information, there's a challenge between uh, skilled and trained knowledgeable chefs now even because you know like there's one way to make a stock which was the way that people have been doing it for a hundred years. Then there's two or three different ways to make a stock. You know some people use pressure cookers. Some people do the all night boil other people believe in the one hour cook like so there's an interesting which is great which, which, is, which, which is really is, good yeah. no one really has the right answer like you can have a belief but it's interesting because for a, an apprentice you might work under three different head chefs who are all 10 year veterans 20 year veterans and they might have three different ways to make uh, yeah and i think a, a, stock. as long as you have uh, you can justify why you're why you're doing something you have a, a, a true understanding of that technique not that just you googled it two seconds ago and that's kind of what you're going to go with <laughs> Yeah. I, I, th- I think that's the difference. I think that's a, a lot more prevalent now. Is it's just like, yeah, the kind of Google had to do do something, and it's it's there. There's just there's just no substance, and they'll try and change it. It's like yeah, yeah. Um, we're just dying to see you know get sort of the new thing that you know it's just like the yeah create something new, and just like yeah I think just looking back on those old techniques like there's so much gold there. Mm. Just mask them first, and then you know yeah. fuck mm. it up. Do you ever look back in an early early point in you, your chef careers when you were starting to allow yourself to be creative and and go, oh shit, I was being too creative? Not too creative, just fucking stupid, <laughs> all the time, yeah, constantly. I, yeah, you get. I remember the, my last place in when I worked in the UK, and I, I was three and a half years at the place called Grave Time Manor, and I was a sous chef there. And the guy said to me, you know, do two years here, and I'll get you in anywhere on the planet. So I was like, oh, I'll go. To, and I thought I was the best chef in the world. I thought I was amazing. I was like. Right, so well, nothing's I, changed. I, 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 I'm going to go to French Laundry or Tetsuya's, and then I got to got to Tetsuya's and uh, did like a two week trial, and I was and it was like miso, you know, kind of dashi, soy, like all this stuff I'd never fucking used before. So I'm from the Kent in the UK, and I was just like I just felt like it was another language. And I think they're really important steps as a, as a cook as well, just to just throw yourself in the deep end. That's a funny thing because when you're an apprentice and you become a star apprentice, like a protege to your head chef, they build you up. And you're like, oh, I'm the best apprentice. Yeah. And you yeah. go to a new restaurant and you're like, I'm so shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't last long. You're yeah. like, oh shit, I'm yeah. going to keep my mouth shut here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always like the one where you're doing a dish 
and you've thought about it for ages. You get all the components ready. You get everything ready. You put it on the plate. Before you even eat it, you see it on the plate. You're like, that's so shit. <laughs> <laughs> what was I fucking thinking? Like, two weeks I've been thinking about this. I put it all together. And the minute yeah. you see it, you're like, that's fucking yeah. rubbish. You know what I mean? Australia being... I think we, def- like, we definitely overthink things a lot. I think when you're given so much time, especially before events, you're just overthinking these issues and you come up with stuff. And it's, it's probably good for... When it takes you a week to think of an issue, it's usually it's shit. That's the thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know when you're just out and you're cooking on the fly, you're out fucking kind of camping somewhere where you, and it, you, you know, you've got a couple of components and you massively just wing it. And you're like, fuck, that is the, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And, it's, that's, and that's the gold. Those, yeah. Do you find doing you know, at these events... Um, when there's multiple chefs all coming up with different dishes like you know on, on the same menu is there part of you that wants to be like the craziest most out there dish on the, on the menu or, or is that something that you used to have or no it it whenever you, like I do a dinner with Hongi or, or the, like Phil and Puss or whoever we do dinners with you don't want to do the craziest dish you want to do a dish that doesn't um, pale by comparison to everyone else's dish you want to create the strongest dish you can. I just so want the most delicious dish. I want everyone yeah. to come up to me and go, you had the best you had dish. The best <laughs> you had the tastiest <laughs> dish. But, yeah, but yeah. the base of that is that you don't want the other boys, you don't want to let the other boys down by creating something shit compared to their... Because you know everyone you do a dinner with is going to come up with something really fucking good. So you don't want to be the clown that comes up with something shit. You know what I mean? And there's been times where Daz and I have done events and I've gone, yeah, I've, done, I've got the most tasty, interesting dish. And there's been modest. times... Where I've done dinners with Dan and stuff, and I've gone, ah, my dish is the fucking shittest one here, you know? And there's also, like, um, <clears throat> sometimes you've got to take the, you know, like, you've got to, you've got to take the, the, the lesser interesting dish because it makes the meal, you know, important. Yeah. And that's a hard role yeah. to do because you're up against guys and you want to cook really great food, but for the diner, you've also got to put out a dinner with balance, you know what I mean? So you don't always want to take... It's got to be cohesive. Yeah. Mm. And the dinners that aren't are the ones where everyone's trying to outdo themselves. I yeah. fucking yeah. hate those. Well, that's, Six well, it's people back for, turn it's back up. For the diner. It's yeah. just yeah. Everything's just dinner. challenging. Everything's a high point and it's just yeah. like, ah. Those dinners always happen at like, you know, like those food festivals like Noosa or for example, like... Margaret River because they just bring all these chefs together and go there's no this collaboration doing. no one's asking what each other's doing yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and then you get there and it's sort of that, didn't yeah. he? I read an article a couple he of weeks did. ago and he, he, he kind of had a good couple of yeah, points it there. ends up being a shit fight because yeah. the menu's not cohesive at all no one knows what each other's doing no one cares what each other's yeah. doing because usually you're put up with chefs you've never even met before yeah. you know what yeah. I mean like internationals and stuff I think so. a lot of the f- the last few events we've done is there has definitely been an emphasis now on, on spending time with the other cooks before you've even decided to really finalise your dish because more often than not you, you, you rock up to a place like you say with your box of tricks you turn up you put it in your fridge you know you, you kind of have a couple of drinks briefing and then you, you serve what you've prepared and it's just yeah sometimes it works and often it doesn't yeah. and it's not really it's and the it, worst it's representation of you and your style yeah, and your restaurant yeah. yeah and they're always the most expensive events yeah, yeah. Up yeah. and you're just like shit that's not what we're about at all mm. like that's but yeah, we usually go with like our technique that we want to show. It's simple, a real chefy technique, and it's not really for the diner so much as for in the kitchen. And it's like I think if, I'm always happy if I pull that off. You know, whether it be one type of dressing or one type of sauce or one type yeah. of like technique, and then I want the chefs in the room to kind of go, "Oh, that was really cool fucking technique. cool." Yeah. I'm really happy if they take it with them. I like to take one thing or two things from the people we work with. Yeah. But that's pretty much it because otherwise the dinners I always find are way too intense. You know, the yeah. dish itself needs to be just a nice, easy. I don't want crazy out there weird food because I think it just you never know a lot of the times what you're cooking either side of. 
You know what I mean? So if you do a nice, mm. tasty dish like Hongi said, yeah. it goes with anything. You know, yeah, if you're that's right. trying to confront yeah. people and shock them, yeah. then you really want to be in control of six courses. Because yeah. for me, if I'm going to shock someone with a course, I want to have some stuff on either side of it that they yeah. can to lead them into yeah. it. Just and chill, you know what I mean? It, yeah. Then send them something really fucked yeah. up, but I want to be in control of it because if I send something really fucked up and the next dish is really fucked up, then... Yeah. The thing is, yeah. too, you want to make it as easy as possible on yourself as well for the service and stuff because half the fun of doing those events is hanging out with everyone and talking shit in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, and so, so much great stuff has come from, like, I've spent, yeah. certainly in Sydney and, and Melbourne, from these collaboration pop-up dinners. I think mm. like, there's such a strong scene. It's still yeah. now. Yeah. And you see what it's done for, you know, a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're building those bonds. It would be silly of us not to bring up toys, the Taste of Young Sydney uh, events, because that's where I met all you guys. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so, yeah. so Taste of Young Sydney was a, a bunch of collaborative dinners. Uh, God, it was like, Six or seven years ago now, probably um, longer. Uh, yeah, it's like 2008, 2009, 2009. Mm. And um, it's yeah. where I first, yeah, Darren, um, Hongi, yeah. Mitch, and then uh, Morgan McGlone, um, and yeah, Adriano Zumbo. That was the first, the first lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then he kind of added different people that have been involved in the, in the podcast or the Sydney food scene. Um, in, in various events that, um, past that but I mean what was it like meeting had, had you guys you guys obviously a few of you had worked at TEDS together but yeah, uh, well we we knew each other but yeah. we weren't I mean me and Daz were pretty close I think but I mean that's where I mean I knew Morgan but we only started to get close when he wanted to um, do mm-hmm. toys together actually yeah, I like, think me and you were already mates me and Hongi were already mates yeah. I was mates with Zumbo I didn't know Morgs and I didn't know Dad. We're still growing on each other. Aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> we're still working a few things out. <laughs> it's complicated. I think that was, that, that was a, it was a really important time for me because I I was just sort of leaving Tet, so I, I'm I've, you know I'm cooking, you know Tetsu's food for eight years. And I was like, oh, what when you first started uh, experimenting with quail eggs, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what you know what table are we sessions. Do now? I had no idea. Like it was like fuck. I'm, what, what can I get? Confi Ocean Trout. So I was like, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Obviously, you're, you're approached by a lot of big hitters when you finish a you know a position like that and i just wanted to just kind of pursue the whole pop-up thing and the toys came at a really good time i went for a meal at morgie's place and fucking really liked it and it was just it was right place right time twitter had just kind of gone to the scene yeah. and so you kind of checking out what other chefs were doing i was mates with hongi and then after chatting to morgues it was like okay let's, let's put this thing on and that was great because we actually did spend time we'd go out we'd socialize you'd go out at night and you just talk about fucking like we do now like just, just talking about food and ideas yeah so um, I think I can remember all of your dishes from that first one. So I remember you did one called three. That Darren, you did one called Three Little Pigs. Was that you? Yeah. And it was like a like well, a pig's ear, a pig's tail, and a pig's yeah, using bricks, hay, and uh, what's the other component than the Three wood, Little Pig story? Wolf. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Hongi, you did was it the first one you did the the, the notorious Big yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Which was that short in faces? Was it? No, no, that was the second one. So the first one was, uh, yeah, it was uh, the life and death of Biggie Smalls. It was like, it was fried chicken and watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Pushing boundaries. I did a bubble tea. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to get it. It was a bubble tea with uh, tomatoes. It was almost like a a starter kind of savory broth with uh, cold kind of peeled tomatoes and um, and tapioca. Yeah, that was mad. Yeah, they were fun dinners. But that, going, I mean, that yeah. definitely you guys like you were definitely pushing the crazier side of yourselves in I mean, those dinners. It really did. I mean, we we just thought we'd do it for fun, like. But it really did sort of get us a lot of coverage, didn't it? Yeah. Like it's sort ridiculous. of ridiculous. It started ins- to change yeah. things, and it inspired yeah. a lot of other guys, young guys like. Uh, well, I, I suppose Isaac. Yeah, inspired young yeah. Turks. Yeah, I was Isaac like, from Westerk. 
Clove Club in London. Club. Right. We were in Paris at Omnivore and he was he was doing a talk on stage. He was like, "Fucking just mention the toys." It's like you know we, no we come this, yeah, yeah come up Young Turks because he's these crazy guys doing the toys in Australia and it's just like so I'm so proud to be like even you know part of that like to like to for them for those like Young Turks were sick and yeah. for us to influence those guys like that's amazing. And it influenced Young, Young Turks was Isaac McHale from Clove Club now, James Lowe from Lyles and Ben Greeno. Right. Crazy. So, like, two Michelin, one Michelin, and a chicken chop. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the the, the soon-to-be-naked-in-the-Merivale calendar, Ben Greener. But, yeah, the, the, it was, yeah I, th- I think it was the right place. Yeah. Right? It was, like, it was before, yeah. it was just as pop-ups were starting to kick, because yeah. no one was really doing pop-ups. It was social media. And um, it was still the old guard that was getting a lot of the press. I mean, now it's normal for a young chef to sort of get... You know, yeah, a bit of press from. Yeah. But it definitely back wasn't then, back then. No right. way. Like, yeah. you knocked the door down. Yeah. Mm. You know, it was all about the ex bank boys back then. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? And fair play because they yeah. were all running. It was and like it, all of those guys. Like, I think all of the restaurants are shut now. I think every single one of them. Um, yeah. I think Four and Ham was, was the last one. That's I think that. that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. the last one. They were the bank yeah. boys. And they were the, you know, they were the, the real, like, that was the legacy from Bank, and now it's it's gone. Except for their generation, yeah, they've trained. Yeah. But I'm talking just purely from the guys that worked at Bank, and then you guys were kind of like the Tets, the Mark, you know, and the Rockpool kind of crew, kind of all getting together. And, yeah. and Mitchie was from somewhere else, but you yeah. know, just like, hanging on. He's just hanging on there, riding coattails. But that was the yeah. first time that that generation had really pushed the door down and taken some media well, focus. Up. Well, we, we were just thinking about reading about just the same like the, the sort of the yeah the old school guys mm. and like no disrespect as well like with total respect for Tets and Neil Perry and Manigan and stuff but it was always the, and there was like there's so many talented chefs in this city and there's some great stuff going on fucking but no, one, no one knows what, you know yeah. so that, and that's kind of and it did sort of and, we're very lucky with the, with the coverage that it got and full credit to the old guard because those same guys that you were trying to knock off or not knock off but knock off out of the media are still going like Ted yeah. oh, yeah. Perry and oh yeah I'm oh, doing great stuff like Neil's got Neil it's made them it's yeah. made them step up and yeah. reevaluate yeah, yeah. what Absolutely. they're doing and well Neil, Neil opened a burger joint that sells hongi burgers <laughs> <laughs> do you do you ever I think <laughs> Mike you mean you've talked about it before but now we're kind of in the position of you know those guys in a way you know what I we mean we got like, five years boys if it, would you mean you, the, like we're we now the bank boys in a way right well that's yeah I yeah. mean in the media and that kind of thing we're the ones that the media calls and stuff and that's we're fucking we worked and we fucking yeah pushed to get to this position yeah but I'm like me and Mikey talked about who's knocking on our backs yeah. you know what I mean like who's coming up trying to push us out yeah Hopefully nobody, because I like where we are. <laughs> they better fucking bring their A game, man. <laughs> no, look, honestly, but it's true, though. You, you, you look at those guys and you think, okay, five, six years ago, you guys were like, fucking, we want some, you know, we want to get stop focusing on the ex-bank boys and the old guard. Look at us. And then you're like, oh, shit. Like, we now got we're there, old. And then they're all gone now. Like, all their restaurants have shut. And we're like oh, five still, years. I mean, they're still around. They're just doing different still things. I mean, yeah, but yeah. those restaurants that were getting all the credit. Yeah, I'm not yeah, dissing yeah. them in any way. I'm just well, saying. Yeah, more famous. Those, <laughs> no, not at all. Fassi's more famous than he's ever been. Yeah, Fassi's huge, like, that's mate. Fine. But the the yeah. restaurants that were all in yeah, vogue yeah. and what they wrote about every week yeah. are all gone. It's just a. It's just an actual. You got to look at those things and be realistic yeah. and go. What am I going to do in the next five to ten yeah. years? 
Yeah, but the scenes change now. Like, yeah. you know, street mm. food, casual eating, breakfast, yeah. fucking pop up bars are getting as much coverage now as the, the People three People don't want a velouté yeah. for an amused No, no, no. Anymore. I'm not saying there's reasons. That, there's obviously reasons to yeah. happen. What I'm saying is if you if you don't acknowledge that that will happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, or even you can't change it. Like, uh, eventually you get to like 40. I think you've already turned 40. Well, I'm, for, you know I'm 49 I mean? next week. <laughs> Again. Uh, you know, you start losing your relevance from 21 year olds 21 year old chefs who have been training for 5 years coming through who yeah. are watching Instagram every night who don't have babies who are yeah. pushing the guard you know they're going to move up and take over yeah. so mm-hmm. just be happy in the next 5 years to knock off what you want to knock well, off I think it's kind of yeah but yeah absolutely 100% but with I think with us and Mitch is doing now like you know he started the Acme now he's gone brosy and just to I think it's real <laughs> yes. well, but, but to, just to like you, you, you become so interested in the business of the business and, yeah. and nurturing your staff and growing and I think yeah. the moment you try and hang on to it and just because just you're all about media coverage and fucking all yeah. that I think you, 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 you're wasting your time honestly I, I think for, for me anyway mm. I, I want to like I want to ex- I want to expand because I, I, it, it fascinates me yeah. but yeah like it's a young man's game mate like I, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be you know on the, on the line at forever. 49, 50 <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just Slaving. not going to happen my, so I always want to be involved in our industry yeah, yeah. I love our industry yeah. it's yeah. amazing my, yeah. my longevity is in no way based on my talent because I don't have much of it <laughs> it's definitely based on the staff that I can nurture yeah. and then help them reach like help them open their restaurant and help them do what they want to do mm. whether it be a, a sommelier or a front of house yeah. manager or a chef or whatever but that's how I see myself growing and guys like Andrew McConnell in Melbourne yeah. have done that really well yep. where they use their name to, gi- to give someone support who's slaved and worked for them and then they oh, open yeah, the Builders yeah. like the or they open Marion or they yeah. open yeah. Meatsmith and he rewards guys that have yeah. slaved for him for years yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. that's the way I see my like that's mm. ideally how I want to grow and reward people who have looked after me yeah well that's a skill like spotting and nurturing talent look at the, even the Fink Group you know what they've done with you know, they just they they, they spot guys. They build oh, Merivale. They mm. keep going on about Merivale, but and there is definitely an art to that, just to to be in, having your finger on the pulse and seeing, oh, this guy's doing some really interesting stuff. Just maybe you know, a couple of years, just yeah. watch him, move him here, and yeah, and, it, and it's fascinating. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Can we get Jow back in Australia, Hongi? Yeah, we want Jow. We want Jow at you to come back to Australia. Make it happen, Hongi. No he's one's got enough money he's to bring you back. It in Hong Kong. Is he? Really? He's so, the man. So good. It's like the only restaurant Kong. in the world I want to go to. Pretty much <laughs> oh, every month, good. I look at his feed and I'm like, oh fuck, I yes. want to go there. What's it called again? Holy yeah. Fook. Holy yeah. Fook. Yeah. Holy, Holy Fook. Fook. Holy Fook. Yeah. We should give a little shout out to Pinto. Pretty big. Oh uh, yeah. For we just got a shout out, dude. Yeah. Fourteen. Top fourteen in Asia. Even though the list is a joke. It's a joke. But besides, who Pinto to be fourteen. Wacker Gin deserves to be six. Who got one? Gagan, Gagan again. That's again, the man. shittest fucking restaurant in the world. And the I've fact not that been. the highest horrible. ranking sushi restaurant is a sushi restaurant in Singapore. Yeah, like, like, what, what a joke, mate. Where's yeah. Nar- where did Narasawa come in? Two. Ah, fuck. There's no way Gagan's better than Narasawa. So anyway, Dave Pint, yeah. burn in Singapore. It yeah. is fucking great. Super happy for I you. go there every time I'm in Singapore. It's always the best meal I have there besides like Singapore. the hawker places and yeah. stuff. Like the best sort of nice restaurant is Burnt Ends. It's the best. Mm. Like I love it. Well, we were there not long ago. We've got a little feature in Delicious Magazine. Check it out too about our time in Singapore. But this we month, ate, is it? Yeah, this month. This yeah. month. It's really good. And um, Dave brought us over to cook there. And honestly, like we learned so much. And it, it pretty much revolutionized the way me and Jem were thinking about our food. 
just talking with the guy and hanging out with him and, and what we want in the future, you know what I mean? Like the way he approaches food and cooking with him. Like I'd done some time with him in, in London when he first opened it as a pop-up in the... Love Project. What's that? The Loft Project? Did you mean no, 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 no. Burn Ends no, was the no. pop-up. Burn Ends oh, okay. was a pop-up yeah, yeah. in the in the front of a roastery, so in the car park of a roastery. Right. And I spent a week with him there, and um, I still remember back then when he was literally just him and a mate cooking on grills in a car park. I thought, this guy's fucking on it. Then he came back and showed you and Shazza how to... We know, burnt Claude's down. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? We did the pop-up at Claude's. Yeah. Myself, Shannon, Debrasini from LPs and Pinty. And I think for, we did a couple of things, so... First of all, we used without asking all the antique plates from upstairs. Oh yeah, yeah. And we did the some sort of plowman's thing. And then the other thing, was, Pinty was he did this amazing beef dish, but he was fucking burning wood out the back on a Weber all day with all the doors and windows open, so the whole place just reeked of smoke. So Chewy came in, and just you can just see the blood disappear from her face. <laughs> Who's that dude in Asia that makes all... Will Goldfarb. Pinty did a dinner at Goldfarb's place. And he's like, I just want to put, he's like, I just want to put a grill out the back. And Will was like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Nearly burnt the restaurant down. Like, <laughs> caught the roof on fire. Like, set the place on fire. Yeah. And they, but they still did the dinner and I think Goldfarb's killing. So it's like was, everything in Bali is made of like straw and yeah, shit. Yeah, Pinty yeah. did one of his big fucking... He makes huge fires with huge logs. So that then it makes big embers and big coals. So we had this fucking thing like roasting, oh, caught the whole fucking. The golf club was cool about it, apparently. Yeah, he was, he was totally fun. cool. I think like, he's money, off to the money, guy. money. Will so he was yeah. just like, yeah, oh, mate, I'll build a new hut. <laughs> but is that? Did I? I just saw actually on the way here. Is, is Dave coming to Sydney? Is that like? Did I misread that? It's some sort of headline where he's perhaps opening a place. No. Okay. No. Uh, Forget that. Dave, come to Sydney. <laughs> I, I miss Dave. Yeah, he's a funny bloke. Yeah. He's meant to come visit, but. He's got the bob. How's yeah. he? How's his um, glad wrap business going? He's killing it. Is that still going? Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's every every restaurant has one, doesn't they? I've got one. Uh, <laughs> what? I've got two. What's a glad wrap business? <laughs> Explain this great joke. <laughs> oh, we, we need to put the video up on um up on the Mitchin page. But Pintos invented a new glad wrap box for you to put your glad wrap in in the restaurant to keep it clean so in most kitchens throughout the world if you get glad wrap boxes and you don't wrap them up in masking tape they fall to pieces after about two weeks of being kicked to death so he yeah he invented this plastic like bomb proof glad wrap box quick quick one for the chefs foil in or out of the box foil in everything in the box in for sure if you drop foil clean I keep in now too everything in the box in but the thing is glad back in yeah in yeah. I, I'm a cling out of the out box. I'm, no, the thing is, I'm a cling in the box, but my whole brigade prefers it out of the box. So at work, it's out of the box. And for so taping, I hate fuckwits that tape after the box breaks. If you're a no, box you taper, tape it from the straight away. As soon yeah, as you yeah, open yeah, it, yeah, straight yeah, away. Yeah. Well, that was my rule back at Lotus. So like, yeah, if you open away. it, you tape it. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the box for Gladwrap now because of storage. Like we, have, have, a, we have to keep it up on I have a top shelf. And if you drop it, and it's not in the box, you fuck the whole roll. So we've got to keep it in the box. Who keeps tinfoil out of the box? No, I don't know. I've got a really good technique for taping the go-between box. Really? Yeah, go-between really box is even worse. Yeah, What's a go-between box? Yeah. Go-between is in Melbourne, go-between is the plastic you guys don't have. It's like plastic <laughs> yeah. sheets. Plastic yeah, why sheet. doesn't Melbourne. Melbourne have it? Uh, it's weird. I don't know, electricity or something. I don't know, power <laughs> so what's funding. the technique? Well, you tape, you tape the whole box together, so it's sort of like it's really tight. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not that flip bit is yeah. taped on. Yeah. Ah, right, right, right. So, right. It's like, so you, ah, it, and you just yeah, hang out. One. Don't worry, listeners, I have no idea what they're talking <laughs> about either. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was the Instagram version of posting pics of your baby. Yeah, this, is, yeah. this is chef talk. This is good stuff. <laughs> no, this is good stuff. I just have okay, no idea. Who, who ties their apron at the front or the back? Whoa, oh, back. What a question. I'm a back too. Front. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm front because I'm skinny. I'm getting a bit of belly now. <laughs> <laughs> now. Yeah, but he's been fat for a long time, so he's used to tying it at the back. Well, I'm a fatty, so I'm over. a back person for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm front, front. But I just try and hold the guy in. Yeah. Berkey's yeah. cork or no cork? Cork, man. Boston's cork for Berkey. life. Boston. Yeah, Boston's for life. I can't stand And not even the Boston's at... Seal at the back I'm No like, no That's not a chef shoe yeah. That's a weird But I wear But that actually is the, the chef shoe No that's no, a Swedish dress shoe I don't care what anyone says <laughs> I wear, It's I, got a heel It ain't a yeah. chef shoe I have to wear orthotics In the kitchen now So I just wear I wear runners in the kitchen And with oh. orthotics in them You only stand up for an hour anyway So <sighs> You can give or take You know <laughs> I'm trying to get on that does that does sort of does schedule, you know. It's just so I had a kid. <laughs> Everyone use sharpies or you go sharpies. Sharpies, yeah. sharpies, sharpies for, life. for life. And tape, you want blue or white? Blue. Blue painters tape. White. Okay, white. what about what about tongs? Hang them up, throw them on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, every man. How long is this going to go on for? <laughs> but if you're <laughs> done. Chefs, this is interesting. I got to go to fucking China. All right, that'll do. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening right. to the Mitchin. You can find us online facebook.com/slash the Mitchin or send us an email oh, to the Mitchin podcast at gmail.com. Um, Hongi just got bitten by a mosquito. <laughs> you okay, mate? Oh, Hongi's bleeding, guys. We've got our first bleeder on the, on the podcast. We've got, we got a lawsuit coming. Um, if, if you want to fo- if, if follow the greatest Instagram account in the world, Hongi, what's your Instagram? Hongstar underscore gram. It's the best. You could be you. like like tens of thousands yeah. of other people that love Let's that have content. Have a look at what's on my feet. <laughs> uh, Darren, we can find you, Three Blue Ducks. and um, D- Darren at Three Blue Ducks. Darren at Three Blue Ducks. Easy. Cool. Um, Mike is at Pinbone. Mitch is at Instacrill. I am at LevDog. See you next week. Actually, yeah. no, I've got a cool announcement. Um, not really that cool. Mitchin is not going to be weekly anymore. Um, we're going to do it either sporadically or monthly just because it's a lot of work to do this every week. So, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> so we, we are lazy. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks so much for listening. Uh, see you on television. Sometime. I don't know. This could be my last one. Bye. Bye. It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com. For all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.